dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up Podcast, 56, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, 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 we out here. We out here. <laughs> Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Killer was good, man. Hey, man, we chilling, man. I'm, I'm feeling good this week. Eye surgery went well. I'm okay. seeing things I ain't seen in a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to be around, man. Absolutely. Vibrant. Yeah, the man. colors are vibrant, huh? Everything. I'm like a little kid, man. I'm looking around like, Mom, this blue is so blue. This, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling real good, man. Feeling real good. Absolutely, so. man. So we 56 episodes deep. And, uh, you know, we love having guests in the building, man. People love when we interview people, man. So... None other than Phil Nix is in the building today with us. Yeah, man, this is the good homie What's good, right here. Fellas? What's, What's good? happening? Oh, man, everything is everything, man. What's right. new in the world of Phil Nix? Man, what ain't new? A lot of times I feel like I'm doing too much, you know, but um, I can't I can't really slow down. So, you know, of course we have, um, we got this store that's off going now. We're in our third year downtown, uh, Linwood Men's Specialty Shop. Um, just put out a new brand, Urban Papacy, you know, so so that's where getting that kicked off, the new pretty much People hate streetwear brand, but it's a term streetwear lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. street couture, however, you know, you put it. So that's going. So if you get a chance on Instagram, hit us up under Urban Papacy. You yeah. know, check us out, follow us. That's what you're here uh, for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drop, drop them, drop them. Exactly. <laughs> branding, um, branding, branding, branding. All the way through, you know, sell yourself. You mind but, taking a moment and speaking on the, the name of uh, Urban Papacy? Urban and, Papacy, yeah. I mean, pretty much, okay. Y'all remember way, um, well, I won't say way back. Y'all remember what was the song? Um, no Church in the Wild, right? Yeah. And, I really sat back and thought about that, and it it kind of hit me that eh, people may feel like that as it relates to like you know um, the streets lifestyle things like that. But it really it, it, there really is there is a set of rules and things that you should kind of subscribe to underneath when, when you're when you're moving. It may not be um, something that a lot of folks understand, um, but it's something that rule that 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 rules you, and you kind of develop where that is within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So we all do have our own version of that. We are our own. Um, we say a reign of a pope is called his papacy. We all basically have our own reign over ourselves. Right. You know, so it's still acting within the confines of the rules that you set up for yourself. You know, what you determine, how yeah. you move through in order to make sure that you're successful and, you know, God willing, not stepping on anybody else's toes in order to get there, you know. So yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, well, yeah. But, you know. I feel it. That's kind of, kind, of, kind of what I thought about. <laughs> you talked about the uh, the store. You guys been open three years, man. Yes, talk yeah, about that process year. of opening up a store and being right. a business owner. You know, we hear a lot of people. You know, I'm a boss. I'm a boss, but you literally are a boss. You know what I'm man, saying? You have list. your own store, your own brand. Talk about that process of actually going from A to B to actually key the door to say like, this is what I want to do. What I learned out of that entire process is. You have to be focused, um, which everybody knows because who, who would think that you didn't? But sometimes part of that focus is learning when to fall back. Um, when I was trying to force things through the most, like a perfect example, um, when I was just looking for a storefront, right, just looking for a place to be, 
Um, I find this. Oh, I'm run over here and do that. And they, I find someone that gives me like a whole list of stuff that they were looking for. Just craziness, craziness. I'm looking at it like, okay, okay. Well, I try to do that. And then you look over at another one. It's they're not willing to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Any sort of concessions for you. I'm trying to force a bunch of things to happen. Then it was finally when I just kind of was like, you know what? Let me just chill for a second. I know what I'm looking for. Let me let it come to me. And I'm driving one day, just going up the street. Now I've been downtown for God knows how long looking mm-hmm. and just driving up the street. I drive past a place that has an open sign on it. I'm Cause right now my store is at the St. Clair lofts. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we'll try this one too. They're probably gonna give us a bunch of nonsense. So I go talk to the people, say, okay, I want to look, want to look at one of your storefronts. Lady has me come in before I went the night before my wife and I, um, we sat down and talked and we came up with this crazy, just silly ass number <laughs> Of like this is what we want to pay in a lease, and it was like if you were like to say like two seventy four, like just something weird, you know. <laughs> um, it ain't that cheap though. But, <laughs> so I go in, meet with this lady, and she takes me to the space that I wanted to look. She's like, "Well, no, I have two. Let's start at one and work our way up." We go to the first one. I get inside of it. It's smaller than I thought, but I'm like, "Man, I can see this working." And she's talking. You know, somebody's talking. You're talking to yourself in your head, right? So she's talking, and all of a sudden she says. And the lease is going to be, as she says this number, in my right hand, it is that weird-ass number <laughs> that we discussed the other night when we were sitting there talking about it. Y'all play that at the <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's this weird number. like, And I'm like, wow, like, really? And she's like, yeah. And she said, that's that's what we'd be looking for for it. And she said, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you get it, we'll pay to have whatever you want done inside of here. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cool. So then we're walking out. I'm like, I got to get painted. And she says, you should meet this guy next door, two doors down. It's a contracting company. Go inside of there, the guy kisses me, he says, we'll take care of you. So a lot of, I say all of that to say, um, take time to develop your idea. Mm-hmm. And then once you develop your idea and you start looking, don't force things. If it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And it'll be scary how fast things start moving out of your way and how things start happening for you. Um, I have a set of um, display cases in my store right now. The story behind those display cases, if it isn't humbling, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm looking for some. Y'all remember when Target closed in Trywood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went up there. I saw them close. I'm like, I need some stuff for the store, right? I got in the space. So I talked to a guy that's in there, and um, he's closing the store out and selling everything that's in there, all the fixtures. So Everything must go. Everything <laughs> must go, okay? So it's like 7.20. And he's, I go in, he's like, man, I got to leave at 7.30, but come on, I, I'll, I'll show you some stuff. So we look at some things. We get a group of stuff together that I'm going to buy, right? Now, all in all, this is probably about $1,500 worth of stuff. But it's cool because you need it and you know that it's less. I've been looking around. Right. But I really mainly need those two display cases. And they wanted like, those were like $375 a piece. They took mm-hmm. the bulk of the change. So it's a Wednesday. I'm like, okay, I'm either going to be back. Um, no, it was a Tuesday. I said, I'm going to be back Thursday or Friday to pick them up. He's like, cool. Well, Wednesday, I got sick. Thursday, I ended up in the hospital mm. just for a day, nothing major. Get out Friday. I call him like, hey, look, I'm coming down there. I got to go get the keys to this storage unit, but I'll be down there to pick it up. Oh, I sold everything. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You know, because we had negotiated stuff, you know, right. and, and I asked him if I needed to, you know, put some money down on it. No, nah, I got to go, but I know everything you want. I put salt signs on it in the morning, uh, which would have been Wednesday. Well, he right. sells everything. And I'm like, well, when do you sell it? Yeah, he says like two days ago. I'm like, well, damn, that was Wednesday. <laughs> Today you're supposed to be putting the sauce on it. So I leave um, where I'm at, and I'm pissed. 
you know, understand, I'm driving. No, nah, he ain't going to do that to me. Right? So <laughs> I'm driving. Again, talk to my wife. When people say you're better half, man, when you have a really good woman on your side, she really does become your better half. Cats don't want to admit that, but to tell the truth, if you got one and you know it, you know it's the truth. Facts. So yes, sir. <laughs> I'm driving, and she's like, calm down. I'm like, no, man, get here. She's like, what are you going to do? You're going to throw it all away because somebody sold some some display cases? I'm like, damn, she has a point. <laughs> but I'm going over here anyway. He's going to hear me. He's going to hear me. So I drive over there, and I look, and, you know, scrappers, like people that, like, take the metal from stuff. Mm-hmm. I look, and I see, like, scrappers taking all this metal. I'm like, that's my stuff they taking right there. So now I'm instantly pissed again. She got me back down to a clean three. <laughs> I see this. I'm back up to a hype eight and a half. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, let's go. So I go inside the place, and he sees me. He's like, oh, well, hey, look, a lady bought everything. See, what a lot of people don't know is that Target and Trotwood and Target and Middletown closed at the same time. Oh, okay. So this lady came through and bought it all. But her son's in the back. Um, well, he'll be here Saturday. He just left. Um, but if you come back, he may sell you something. Not a good deal that I gave you, but he may sell you something. So that's Friday, right? Right. So Saturday, I get up in the morning. I'm on again. Clean eight and a half already. I swear <laughs> I woke up on a seven, brushing my teeth. I pushed eight. I walked downstairs, stubbed my toe on the wall, hit eight and a half. <laughs> so I get inside of there. I'm looking for him. The guy's like, he's in the back. I go in the back. I wait 30 minutes. No no show. Fine. I'm gone. I leave. Um, I want to say that day my wife went to New York, and I had my son with me. Um, it was just just, just the fellas. Um, so I had to go get his haircut. While I'm taking him to get his haircut, my cousin texts me like, hey, you know, do you need display cases? I saw these online. And this is a long story. I'm sorry if I'm chewing on the line. No, you good. Y'all can, y'all can, they, they may edit this down. Just know it, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I'm a Trump voice. But um, my cousin sends me a message like, hey, look, check these out. Some display cases, some guys selling out in like Vandalia. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I drive out there, look at him. He tells me he'll sell me both of them combined for $150. So I'm like, oh, wow. I said, well, I don't have a truck with me. Can you hold them for me? I'll, I'll get a truck and come back. He's like, man, I'm leaving for out of town in like 30 minutes. But if you put $50 down... I'll be back next week. I hold him in my garage. Nobody else will get him. I'm gonna be gone anyway. I'm like, all right, cool. Gave him fifty left. Next week he calls me. I go over there to pick him up. We load these big heavy summer bitches up into the back <laughs> of my guy's truck. Get him in there. At the end, we get done. Um, we're standing to the back. The guy lights up a cigarette. He says, you know, it's the strangest thing. I bought these things for a buddy of mine who was opening a tattoo parlor. Cause he said he needed display cases. And when I called him and told him, you know, you can come pick him up. He tells me, oh, man, you know what? I don't even need them. I just bought some display cases from this lady that just bought out the Targets and Trywood in Middletown. World is this right. big. <laughs> that big, right? So, like, wow. I got picked these up for, like, like well under what I was looking for to get them. Absolutely, man. So, man. you know, I say that to say just, you know, just, just wait it out. Um, but then also, when you are doing it and you know what you're going to do, you know where you're going to be, cross every T dot every I because it's the little things that are going to turn into big things and slow you up in the end. Kind of be familiar with the like the code and whatever it is in the area. Know when there's going to be some changes. Create relationships with people that you wouldn't even normally create relationships mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. because they're going to be the ones that help you and know how to get around stuff. Starting a business is not about staying in your box. When you start a business, you are actually telling the world, not just your friends. See, your friends know what you can do, what you can't do. Whether or not they come and mess with you on a business level that's a whole secondary issue. When you're starting a business, you are opening yourself up to the world. Yeah. So since you're opening yourself up to the world in that manner, you have to be open to the world too. So 
create relationships, go to things, do stuff you wouldn't normally do yeah. to get your, get your body, brand out. Your right. You know, just you got you got to push that out. You're going to always be you. That's how I you, look at, oh, yeah. at DJing, man. Like, I, yeah. I was so heavy on wanting to be the club DJ in town, you know, and that was fine for a moment in time. But then when I finally said, what do I want DJ K music to be? Yeah. What do I want DJ Killer Kev to be? It's like I took that time to really come up with a plan. And before I knew it, I was doing right pack Christmas parties and I was doing country weddings and I was doing things mm-hmm. that are not in my necessarily in my pocket. But. I know I I can rock them too, yeah. you know, and it just it, it it grew me more. So yeah, definitely making them relationships with people. I Man, I wanted to ask you too. I know you for a time and space. I don't know if you still do. That's why I'm asking. But you worked with the city for for a time, didn't you? Um, I'm, I do. I do a few things. Um, just if, just with like economic development. Um, yeah. out where I'm at. Um, just just to try to, I don't know, grow. You know, help that area grow a little bit. Yeah. You know, having get, getting involved. Um, with the business, um, well, with multiple businesses now between the brand, the store, um, we do some graphic design stuff too um, through administrative graphics. You um, don't say. But, right. <laughs> so I know two guys this, in need of this uh, sound like a Target story coming from <laughs> our hey, hey, look, see, just, let, we'll talk. But um, just in doing that, um, seeing a need for um, for an additional voice. Yeah. Right, an alternate voice. A lot of times, you know, when you got things like that going on, people that get into um, positions, um, they know what they're doing and they know what they're doing on that level, that political sphere, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they know how to get it going. But you still have to have a voice sitting in the room that's going to speak for the small business owner, yeah. um, the the average person in the community, you know, you, somebody that's willing to do it. And I have no problem doing that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'll do it until they kick me out. But <laughs> so far, things are going well. So, you know. Uh, that's, I did want to ask you about the storefront situation. You know, with the, uh, you know, we have what? We have the Green in the city. We have the Dayton Mall, the Fairfield Mall. We have, uh, shoot, the old Wright Dunbar District area. Yes. So what, I mean, I understand the story about how you got the space that you have in this, I mean, Mm-hmm. Obviously, them that number, like yeah. I said, you might want to start playing that lotto. <laughs> but like, outside of that, what prompted the the downtown move? Because you know, there's no mystery that downtown Dayton isn't what it used to be in years past. You know, we right. have the Sinclair Community College, and like outside of that, with the RTA hub, <laughs> and it's like not a high traffic area, but there are high traffic areas like the Green and the Dayton Mall, Fairfield Mall, and the Wright Dunbar District. So right. what? What were those options for you? Um, probably not so far out as like the green and the Dayton Mall area because I knew whatever I did, I wanted to I wanted to keep it in Dayton. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wanted to be in Dayton. Right. Um, right. Dunbar. Um, at the time period when I was looking, um, I just couldn't gain a lot of traction. Um, just at that time, you know, there there were spaces. You know, there were places. Pe- there are people over there. There are mm-hmm. businesses there. Yeah. And just at the time, there was just nothing the available. Over there. Right. You know, um, there was just nothing available at the time that was readily available. Um, but also, um, I can read a little bit of writing on the walls, and I can see what was about to happen in downtown Dayton. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, downtown Dayton is is, is kind of exploding. Like, they're, they're doing so much down there. It's ridiculous. I want to say, like, one of the main developers that are going on right developments is going on right now. That group alone, just in that this one little block's radius, has expanded their investment um, from forty million to one hundred million. 
mm-hmm. right? And even so, counting their one hundred million within the next, I want to say it's maybe two years. Um, I was just talking to a gentleman about two weeks ago. Um, they're expected to tip a billion. You know, I just just received an email um, a couple of weeks ago, and it just went through all of the projects. These aren't that. There's only like a handful that are you know. These may be happening. This might be happening. There mm-hmm. is so much going on that a lot of people don't know about right, right. now. Um, and it's not hidden. You just have to be really be willing to right. look at it, right? right. Like, much like Detroit. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bouncing back. But if you don't really know to look at it, if in your mind you've already said, well, it's dead anyway, and right. it ain't never going to live again, well, then, you know, you're never going to know, right? You, but my thing, I'm always the type of person that, look, as long as there's a heartbeat, it ain't dead. Mm-hmm. It isn't dead. A city, I told a guy this a while back, a city can never die. You know, um, it, it, it just can't. It, it, it can't die. There's people living there. It can't die. It can go. I mean, it can get really, really low. But the moment it gets really, really low, trust me, there are people waiting in the wings mm-hmm. to come in and scoop it up. So what are you going to do? Buyer's market. Are you going to sit back and you're going to say, oh, well, you know what? It's dying. It's dead. And we just, we ain't got nothing here. Are you going to you gonna start scooping it up and being a part of it? So for me, when I saw that and I could see what was really happening and I could look around and see um, smaller versions of the same things they have in bigger areas in downtown and start seeing that kind of creep into it. You know, mm-hmm. look, man, when you can see a bunch of breweries building up, yeah. <laughs> you know something's <laughs> yeah. coming. I was, I was down there last night doing a prom at the women's club, and I okay. walked out of there and saw all that development right there. They're building up look like some apartments. Yeah, And I, I give Kev Nash credit all the time because about a year, two years ago, I can remember talking to him, and he's saying with that transition of the club night life date in Ohio was 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 getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. It, it, from the outside looking in, is how it, how it felt. It was getting pushed out for a, a bigger purpose of what they wanted downtown Dayton to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kev said, "Give down, give, give downtown five years. Yep. It's, it's going to be something." And to even see now, I mean, they're doing little things, library new, you know, just yep. little things that's going to make that attract people to come there. Well, they're supposed to be doing a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the uh, for the passageway, for the yeah. bike passageway and exactly. everything like that, but it got flooded, obviously. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and, and then if you look, I mean, and here's the thing for, for folks to really kind of pay attention to um, as well. you We all have an opportunity to buy in to things that are surrounded. Um, perfect example, they have that whole, like, that that that... It's like a whitewater rafting thing yeah, going yeah. on right now. I've been saying for a couple of years, um, the houses that are near that area are cheap. Yes. Like really <laughs> yes. cheap. You know, so especially on the other, other side. side of it. <laughs> exactly. So why not buy into that? Because you don't invest in something in something looking at what it's doing now. You invest in something yep. for its potential. So if you have um a little bit of insight into the fact that they're about to put this really kick-ass water feature thing in over here. Why are they going to put it across from those crappy apartments and those old things? Well, maybe you should buy it. You know, maybe, maybe that's something that, you know, three, four guys are sitting around here and, you know, we're looking for something to do with some money. Why not buy into that? Because eventually those things are going to overlook something pretty nice. And the penny that you can attach to that mm-hmm. is going to be outstanding. When we talk about stuff like that, I always think about uh, Barbershop 2. When Calvin got approached by the big company to buy the block, <laughs> I don't know 
know about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but if you talk about the right number, you can ask for a shot. Nigga, we to the... We out here. Right. I'm sorry. Right, man. But it's 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 that this sort of thing. This is just business. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it's that it's it's that sort of thing though that we gotta um just be be more cognitive of. Yeah. You know, so speak on this music, man. What you what, what's Phil Nicks doing musically right now? Man, musically, um, my guy, um, Julian Cook, um, Vintage Media Group. Yeah, yeah. He he, he tells me all the time like. I have the um he calls it the Dayton Detox because the the project the other side of paradise it's it's done, um, but I want it to sound right. I can't I I can't help it. Like I want it to sound right. Is that the other one I got the sneak preview from? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Great work. So you know we um, it's like whenever we're about to get into it, somebody hears something. You know the whole family is perfectionist. You know yeah. in general, um, but for for me like I just I want it to be right. So um. At last release time, I, I did I did like this big promo push, right? Pictures and everything, gorgeous. And then my guy, um, Dre Manuel, um, he he basically um, took over executive producing reins when, when we were doing it. He hit me like I mean, like the day before we're about to drop it, like midday. It wasn't mm. even like early morning. It's not like you woke up like let me tell him to stop. It's like five forty five p.m. You know, it's it's Scotch time, and um, he's like, hey, you dropped that yet? Uh, no, what's up? Don't do it. <laughs> right. like, what? Um, it's like man I just hear some things I want to do with the mix so we pulled it back um, did some of that then we did a little listening session for it and I also like to get other people opinions on it especially people that aren't involved at all because they hear things that we don't hear right. you know it's that it's that regular consumer yeah. that that hear stuff that is like mm, I don't like that so we got some things back from, from, from that as well and um, we're like okay let's go back and try to tweak some of this now, unfortunately, this falls within the same time period that we got like three other members of the fam that are putting putting projects together and getting getting stuff like that going too. And I'm not about to try to, you know, well, let's do let's table that, let's do this, let's do that. No, I gotta just like they had to do when I was working on it. You know, I gotta do now that they're working on theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta just get in line. You stand in line. That's just that's just off of sheer respect. You know, so right now that's what we're working with. Um, I got it. We we got it being worked down for, you know, hopefully the final mix right now and be able to get it out. But, you know, what I had to think about on it is that how often do you get, like, a Hove album? Yeah. How often do you get, like, an M album? Mm-hmm. Kanye. And not putting myself on their level as far as, you know, who they are, but as far as what they want to present to, again, present to the world as a part of their brand. There's a reason why it takes that long because they keep saying, nah, that's not right. Right. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not right. Nah, that's that right. And it takes a little bit of time. So if it does take some time, I'm good with that. You know, I hope the whole, you know, everybody else is good with it right. too. Especially since we're you in know? the digital space. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you said, you were about to hit the button and it was go go to the masses. Yeah. But, you know, without hitting that button, you can go back and then there's not, you're not sending it to be pressed. You're right. just tweaking, making changes. It's a re-upload. Right. Yeah. And it'll be worth it, man. It'll be worth it. Let me say that. It, it, exactly. the, the weight will be worth it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really will be. And, you know, I just hope everybody loves it when they get it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you obviously had a close relationship with Mo Beats, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that, boss. Man, um, as far as, I can't, I can't even say as far as music goes. Just as Mo as far as everything goes, man, like when people say that was my friend, that was my guy, 
Um, Mo was my mentor. Mo was my friend. Mo was my brother. Um, I look back, a lot of things that I remember have nothing to do with music or entertainment. A lot of lessons have nothing to do with, you know, how to succeed, you know, in this, in, in this area of life. They're really life lessons. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of things that, that we talked about, a lot of things we discussed about, I probably can, I probably have a handful of pictures with him in entertainment settings, but I have a lot of pictures um, inside of personal settings. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my guy. Yeah. And, you know, just that whole situation, um, it was it it really hurt, but in a in in a different in a different um way. Um because you Mo was one of the people that I would talk to about going through a situation like that. So when you lose someone that you would talk to to help you get through a loss. Mm, yeah. I mean, that is such a staggering, that's such a staggering loss. You know, it really does hit because that's, that, that, that was one of my rocks yeah. right there. You know, consistent, great guy all the way around. You know, like somebody said, it said the other day, um, it's probably one of the best people that's ever been on this planet. Yeah. For that's real. facts. Mo. That's, that's wild. Mo, yeah, that you you got a chance to know really. And it's not, it's not juicing them up. Cause it's my guy. None of that. It's kind of an irrefutable fact. Like, yeah. if you really knew him, you know that that was one of the best people to ever be here. Positive mm-hmm. vibes at yeah. all times. All, at all times, you know. So for that to happen was just it. It, it was staggering. Mo really during that during my upcoming years of DJing when I didn't have sound or I didn't have a this turntable or this like. Mo was always a Blackberry chirp away. You know, Mo was. <laughs> I, I could always Blackberry chirp Mo. <laughs> hey, I could always, right I could always hit up Mo, and and like you say, I would call him in my panic hour. Like I, I might, I might be needing something last minute or at a gig and something's not working. And I like the first thought was Mo, and when I would call him, it would turn into like a half hour conversation about nothing that I'm calling him for, but everything that I needed, you yeah. know, like just to get through, like calm down, start from here. Like yep, he, 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 he was step by step <clears throat> me enough to where it was like, okay, I got it. I figure it out. But like that, that, that calming. Yeah. And then, and then in another space, it would be, I don't feel like downloading music today. I don't feel like pulling this stuff out and setting it up. Let me just go holla at Mo and I'll come out to Dryden road or, you know, the new spot and, and just literally sit with him with whoever he could be working with, you know, a commercial, a church, what whatever he's working on, just to be his back, his back to me, him working. Yeah. But that energy was enough. You you, know you, you saw the what was it? We we always called it the Moby bounce. Hold on, wait a minute. It was this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was, that was my shoulder, guy, man. You bounce, know, they, yeah. we saw that. What I I thought, what I really like seeing now is um, people that that he did work with are now um you know, stepping up to the reins, you know, um, to try to, to try to take, to, to make sure that that legacy doesn't, doesn't fold with it. You know, one of the most humbling experiences was a picture that is, I believe, um, yeah, his wife posted a picture and it was an empty chair. Mm. It was an empty chair sitting at that board. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's, that just really, it really kind of hit. But then 
She posted another picture too. And it was of Dre sitting at that board. Yeah. And I remember when Dre came into the studio wanting to learn X, Y, and Z, trying to do X, Y, and Z. So to see him sitting there, you know, at that time period. So um, that's that's awesome to see that that legacy lives on and that his son is is interested in 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 actually carrying on with it as well, you know, and and, and really, really, really into it, you know. It's yeah. Super you know. dope, super dope, man. I wanted to touch back on the clothing line and the whole branding situation, man. I, we talked about how we came up with the title and the and the name for everything like that, man. Like, how much product are you pushing? Like, are we straight T-shirts right now? Are we going to hold apparel line? What's the goal? We're going to shoot. We're, what we're shooting at right now is to do a collection. And thanks for the gifts. We oh, do appreciate oh, yeah, the yeah, gifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. But um, we're basically going to try to move it um, in collections. Okay. So um, if you really look at a lot of things um, going out right now, um, especially in that lane, sort of in, in, in that streak tour lane, a collection will consist of uh, maybe like five, six items. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're shooting at. So, you know, we have the, the logo T-shirts that you all have right now. I have um, the sweatshirt on right like now. Um, we have that going, um, a couple of hats um, going with it. We're working on a pair of pants. Um, there are two other shirts that are kind of like um, they, that, that special edition when they come out. So we have a, um, a Black Justice T-shirt um, this, 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 that, that I really like. And we have another one called the, um, it's a King Leo tarot shirt. And that one we did in conjunction with a um, artist in out over in uh, Europe. So we basically got this. It's just it's a real ill little picture, too. Like when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I got to have that. <laughs> and, and really seeing that kind of opened me up to like, it's going to be a whole like subset. Um, so a whole tarot subset of it. But um, the guy's name is um, Chris um, Dunn. Okay. His name is Chris Dunn. So, you know, shout out to Chris Dunn. Ooh, shoot that to him. Get all, <laughs> all the way on the other side of the pond. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. so. But that, that'll basically be what we get. So a few different shirts, sweatshirts, pair of pants for each one, some hats. Just enough so that, you know, I don't want to be a whole uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time period, you know, you should be able to to wear one piece in conjunction with some other stuff. You know, I always tell my kids, don't dress like the damn mannequin, man. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let somebody sell you a mannequin. But that mannequin is there to let you pick off pieces you know here and there that look good with what you pair it up with so, right right yeah. right and uh you know what i'm saying when you look at streetwear apparel you got your supremes who like sell out of freaking box logo tees with a patch with a patch on it and it's going <laughs> it's going on the resale market for like 300 bucks with a patch yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like that the goal you want to be supreme you want to be out here uh <laughs> making hey, man, the internet look. go nuts hey Cause I just if I just dropped one, some coins on some Supreme stuff. Look, man, <laughs> recently. If, if one could, one will. That's right. not, you know, shoot, what they say? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Right. Yeah. You know, hell, a woodchuck woodchuck is much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. <laughs> Damn it, hell yeah, I do that. Hell yeah. I'm but um, right now it's just starting off. Um, I want to make it accessible, but mm-hmm. you also don't want to cheapen your brand either. Right. You know, you know what goes into making it. You know, it. People to say. Oh, it's just a T-shirt. Well, man, do you know what do? Do you really know what goes into it? Like, do you really know what goes into design? Do you know what goes into coming up with a logo? Do you know what goes into searching, making sure that logo hasn't been used? Do you know what it feels like to get all of that done and then look up and see a logo <laughs> like yours come through out of nowhere on something <laughs> from someplace, wherever the hell else it's from? So you got to start all the way back over. You know, it is a label of love. I give the whole Supreme thing um, a hard time for being a patch, but <laughs> still, 
it was genius. You yeah. know, so you got to give them their stuff for it. Um, I, I think that you charge what you feel your brand is worth at the time. But if you stay too low, you're starting yourself out because who is going to buy a $10 shirt today right. to turn around in January of 2018? You say, well, hey, look, I'm feeling brand new. Uh, $100, let's go. You know, But you, 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 you price yourself according to the work you feel like you've put into it, and you grow from there. You know? Speaking of brands, I want to ask. That's why you my guy. Oh, that's, why you, that's why you my guy. Uh-oh. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, you I my do? guy, you got it covered. I learned from the pro. Speaking of brands, Uh-oh. Mr. LeVar Ball. That's my wow. guy. These ZO2s or whatever you want to call them. These My whole thing, we wow. all know the story, and I know there's some really harsh opinions about it. I want to hear yours. Very, 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 very good. Hey, y'all ever feel like y'all getting walked inside of a room and you don't know what's about to happen? Cause like, I'm going to answer this question. My, I'm going to answer this question. My my but, take on this is... Oh, okay, he gives me his take first. Yeah, so that'll work yeah, then. Cool. I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to step up first. I feel like everything this man is doing is is right, but everything he's doing is wrong, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, the, the pushing your own, not... Kanye crying for help, you know, all those all those things I understand. But then to burn bridges that weren't necessarily needed to be burned mm-hmm. to or that weren't even there yet. Yeah. To <laughs> to to kind of make this a well, if you can't afford the baller brand, this ain't for you. You know, like all, <laughs> all yeah, excuse me, yeah, all those things. I just feel like it, Triple B the approach <laughs> the approach taken is terrible. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on how Someone like that, and and your brand. I mean, y'all both chasing the same dream, essentially. Right. But I feel like the way he handling that is so terrible. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this whole Z O two B baller whatever brand four hundred ninety five dollars for some shoes and two hundred and twenty for some slides. Like, right. I just I just want to hear all that, man. I just want to hear your thoughts. Don't on let that. Killer Care's negative impression. <laughs> Sway your opinion. <laughs> I, 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 it can't. <laughs> um, simply because I, I like what, when what you started out saying. I, I that's one hundred percent correct. I like what he's doing. He's he's doing it right. He's but he's doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, chase your own, but at the same time, for the same time, um, don't kill it off before you get it. Right. Making it so hard on you your, know? On, on, on your seed. There. I mean, like don't. You you and, and and you have to watch that for for me. It's like I look at I feel like if you look at like the 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 ad or any of the pictures that come up, I, I feel like Lonzo Ball doesn't even like his own damn shoe. Like you look at like, you look at the pictures, it's like I'd like to present to the world this piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's gonna be five hundred dollars for it. Um, I don't know. I think. I'm always a fan of getting your going after your own. Yeah. But um, when you have the opportunity to to make something to make it easier, do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, when they put out that um, when he said, oh, a billion dollars, it's going to take a billion dollars. I remember reading an interview where um, Snucky um, CEOs, um, Phil Knight, this man said, it's not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. A billion dollars isn't a deal breaker. So 
why can't we look at this just a little bit, you know, um, fine tune a little bit. <laughs> let, you got three boys, right? Yeah. One of them is calling half court shots and then just putting them up. <laughs> right? That's the youngest one. He's literally coming up like, eh, the screw hook. the coach. I'm going to put it right there. Like, yeah. it's happening. So, why not secure the bag with the billion with Zone? Mm-hmm. Take part of that. Start big baller brand. So that by the time, you know, you got two more coming up, you ain't even got to go to them anymore. Right. You have and it's a, big a real established brand. thing, right? <laughs> It's really established without without needing any backing from though, from 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 them. Right. You know, let this man be great over here for as long as his contract will allow. Right. But at the same time period, you funnel that money off. So start that over there. So that about it when they come out, it's legitimately big baller brand. You're not having to go through all these showboats and antics to get to to to, to get going. You know, your son's probably and, established in and there you have to his contract. <laughs> you have to, but to sit back and say, well, and and, and yeah, that's not basketball money. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still going to get his basketball money. Yeah, going to get that back. But at the same, to me, that's the way I would have approached it. Yeah. You know, since it's obvious, I watched an interview one day where he was asked, "Well, what if your sons don't agree with your decisions?" My sons don't have a choice not to agree with my decisions. <laughs> what I say goes. If they don't like it, they can get the hell out. This grown man still fears getting the hell out, even though he's about to be an NBA player. Yeah. You know. Um, so since he has control over all, why not make that the play instead of doing this? Because people are impressed, and I hear people floating this, you know, he sold 5,000 pair already, man. Look, the man sold 220 pair of shoes. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, um, they still don't know that 100% for a fact because the numbers that are being calculated from that side are taking in sales from everything, and it does not break it down. Right. They're selling T-shirts. They're selling right. what hats, everything else. I saw an article where like some guy was talking about he bought one and his invoice number was one two three four. Let's just be random. But then two hours later, Ocho Cinco, right, Mar- uh, or Martellus Bennett, I think yeah. they yeah. bought pairs and theirs was only hundred or two hundred number difference, difference as far yeah. as in that invoice number. And that's and, and people using and these the are all invoice pre-orders, right? Exactly. Because what he's doing, like, okay, we he's we, not up there. Pressing them now. No. <laughs> All right, let's see how many we get, and then we go to manufacture. And that's and, and you know, and that's what he has to do. Like you gotta. I was just having this conversation um, in a Facebook post the other day. We had looked at doing a shoe for our line, just something simple. And you know, people say, "Well, it only costs this much to make a Jordan," mm-hmm. so he's probably balling out. Well, man, nah, you gotta understand molds that molds cost a lot of money. You feel me? <laughs> a lot of bread. And like slides for slides cost tons of dough, man. What's for worse? Some damn flip flops. <laughs> and what's worse though is that like. The see, we get so hung up in the things that we see as facts from somebody telling us on one angle. We don't apply those facts correctly, and that's where you go. That, that's where you make the mistake when 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 you're looking at something like this. Um, because a Jordan costs fifteen dollars to make, does not mean that that's the price that Levar Ball is playing to have this make. Right, that that's is Nike and Jordan brand. Right, and worse, <laughs> that's a manufacturer's charge. So the manufacturers charge Nike and Jordan because they weren't like a hundred thousand pair of shoes. Yeah, you know, and they they pay their people pennies on the dollar. Nike's yeah. not paying those pennies on the dollar. Right. Um. But if we go, if the three of us sit down, it's like, hey man, guess what? We are gonna start a shoe line. What we need to get started? Oh, we only need about a hundred pair. <laughs> man, listen, you know what they gonna charge us <laughs> to do that? So what he's doing is he has this one that he's pre-selling, and he needs to raise capital mm-hmm. to be able to buy as many as he can. And the more he can buy. The more this price is going to drop. Yep. 
He's going to get a little bit coming off of it anyway because, let's be honest, it's, it's not an original design of a shoe. It's a Kobe. It's a Kobe. <laughs> so, throw that check mark on there. It's, it's a, a Kobe. Kobe. So <laughs> here, a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of boost technology in the heel, too. Look, and you know what? And that's the part that if you think about now. That's now, an intellectual now, now look, property, man. He can get sticky with that. Even worse, if you look at that, right? If you look at the boost technology, and here's how I, I, I know what he's doing, all right? Not to knock it, but I know what's going on. It's not real boost. Mm-mm. So what you're doing is there's a reason why you can go and buy a pair of red Yeezys for $69 on AliExpress. <laughs> there's a reason you can do that. You can do that because it's made to look like it, Mm. but it's not the real Mm. thing. So if you take a factory that is willing to produce a replica of a shoe and you can talk to that factory and tell them you don't want a brand on there, right? And you have a way to then go and lay your brand down on it later, you can buy a low Kobe replica and come back and do that. But Mm -hmm. the more you make off of it pre-sale, more you'll be able to buy later on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I love it, man. Yeah. I love the fact that he's out all. there going to get it. <laughs> and But the whole line, you ain't a big baller if you can't afford it, that sucks. Yeah. You can't talk to your customers like that, just plain and period, point blank. Yeah. But outside of that and outside of Zoe, probably, more likely than not, he's going to be an average basketball player. The whole league is full of average basketball players and role players. <laughs> Let's right. just keep it real. There's only a handful of superstars. Outside of that, the absolute worst thing that can happen is he's coming down on a two-on-one break. He do a move, and his whole foot comes out the shoe. <laughs> that is the worst thing that can happen. Not him being an average player, right. not him sucking. If right. that happens, that is the worst thing yes. that can happen. Because yes. you got two more sons, and you trying to push a $500 shoe, and if his big toe comes out that damn shoe, <laughs> right. Boom. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's yeah. a wrap on it. My fear is it being a low cut anyway and his ankle snapping. I mean, I just, <laughs> like, you can't, you, I, I remember back when, um, I think it was um, Derrick Rose had his first injury, mm-hmm. right? And a Nike rep um, tweeted out to him, like, sorry it happened like that. Something like, maybe next time you'll consider signing with this. Just something just kind of <laughs> real, you know, just dickish, you know? Yeah, what I mean? man, I was reading, especially after Kobe Torres uh, Achilles, man, a lot of players started going to the low top because they say they did studies on it saying that like, you shouldn't have that much restriction on your ankle. That's what mm. causes it to rupture like that. So a low-cut sneaker is better for basketball. I still won't ever believe that, man. No. Like, like, I try to hoop in some... uh. Some new KDs, they're low tops, they're light, but like it feels weird to be running around on a basketball court and some basically some Air Max. Yeah. <laughs> like it just feels weird. And I don't like a light shoe when I play ball. I like a heavy shoe that, hey, there's something on your feet. Yeah, give me them Kevin Loves. Yeah. Them, them, them I want to be out here on some moon boots, y'all, to know, all right, I'm good. I can make this cut and my ankle ain't going to fall apart. Right. So I would touch on that, that the KDs, man. Like, I don't I, know. I, I, I fancy myself a sneakerhead, right? Okay. You know, a bit. Just a bit. I'll let y'all talk that out. Just a bit, you know, but what I don't, I, I went to get a pair of those, right? And mm-hmm. I found, I only wanted one, I wanted two pairs in specific, one I really wanted bad. And that was the the, the hot sauce joints mm-hmm. the, with, the, with the rose gold. Yep. So I go to put this shoe on. Why the hell did they make the entrance to that shoe like the size of a toddler's <laughs> ankle, man? Like I'm trying to know. I ain't got big ankles. You know, I'm a big guy, but I don't got big ankles. I ain't even got big feet. So I'm trying to put these shoes on, and I'm working with them. 
this is literally the motion that goes on when I'm doing it. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm like, and I notice I do this. <laughs> and I get it on and I stand up. And um, all right, look, I'm a big guy. So I feel a little bit of perspiration around the head, right? <laughs> Man, the hell, like, I ain't did nothing. Like, I sat down and put a shoe on. I feel like I'm up jumping with him or whatever. So I get up. I go look in the mirror. Like, all right. I look a little long, but. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not mad at him yet, you know. <laughs> you know, do a little wipe. I'm wiping my forehead, by the way. I got to remember you guys can't see this. So, you know, wipe my forehead again. I go to take the shoe off. Yeah. God, dog. You know, I got to get there. Now I feel like I got the fattest heel in the world because it's not letting the shoe off. So I finally get it off. I got my um, 10-year-old with me. He looks at me and he's like, you know, if a shoe makes you sweat to put it on and off, it's probably not the shoe for you. <laughs> and I had to look at myself in the mirror like I was really sweating. Might want to get them Reebok classics. <laughs> like like, you know, you know, I, I know how to put these on and off. In and out. In and out. You know? uh, but yeah, man, I don't, I, I don't understand that. that yeah, man, at all, man. Shoe technology has taken a turn for like less about our home rocket to they really trying to make the basketball technology bang. Mm-hmm. Like I got a pair of LeBron soldiers. And man, it's hell trying to put them on. It's like, man, I look at them like, man, them is dope. I might rock them today. Mm. These ain't too easy to put on either. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I don't feel like fighting with my feet today. I'm going to just go ahead and throw on these low tops right. and keep it moving. Hey, man, I tell you right now, for me personally, Adidas is chewing up a lot of my money. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I love it. The shoe, the shoe's comfortable. It ain't hard to get on. It ain't hard to get off. And it, it looks damn cool when I wear it. Plus, I don't, I don't know if you can tell this about me, Kev, but I don't play a lot of basketball. <laughs> so um, that being said, you know, for what I use them for, uh, I'm 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 cool on them on there. You know, everybody yeah. showing their shoes. Just <laughs> I had, to, had to pick mine up real quick. You know. All right, since everybody's showing. Oh, there you go. Some Kyrie's. Okay, you know. there we go. Championship pack. There we go. Kyrie, Kyrie, Oh, God. Here we go. Don't get me started. My same, my 10-year-old, he asked for a pair of shoes. Like, so we... Get him some shoes. He plays basketball. Basketball fanatic. That's all it is right now. It's basketball and Injustice 2. It's video game. That's all, that's all I'm hearing right now. So, you know, I get him for, for basketball. I get him a pair of shoes to practice in mm-hmm. and then something to run in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On on the court. You don't wear one over, yeah. one, over, one over the other so you can, you know, save up your tread. Now, every shoe outside of that, you know, kick it in. You know, play. Have fun. Go to school. Don't get them dirty. Yeah, toothbrush. So <laughs> the same day that we go through this whole little KD situation, um, he sees these white Kyries, like the ones you got on right now. Beautiful shoe, gorgeous, bright white. Like, I want those. All right, cool. You got to be careful. Don't get them dirty. Don't get them in the mud. Go play. All right. So one day I'm talking. I'm like, man, you ain't wore them shoes yet. What's going on? Oh, man, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm break them out uh, for this game. Do the DJ scratch for a minute. Like, wait a minute. You got to play on a court in them? Oh, yeah. No, you're not. That's not what they're for. You know, they're for this and this only. You know? So he's like, oh, okay. Whatever, cool. I go to a game one day. He's playing right now, spring ball out in Franklin. I go to a game. I get there after everybody else. I get there. I sit down, get my seat. He's on the court. Their uniforms are all black, right? And I see this kid in these fresh, bright white shoes. Look, wait, wait. I want to stop the game. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I'm going to turn to my wife like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, I didn't feel like arguing with him. <laughs> the 
kid gets out there and has the game of his life. Like, I mean, like, he's flying. I mean, he's a little guy, man. He's flying all over the place. I mean, he's he's out-rebounding everybody. Shots are going up. He's cutting in between people and all sorts of shit. And he gets out the game and he's like, Dad, you see that game? Like, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, son. Good job. Mm -mm. It was the shoes. (laughs) Like, what? It's like. It's the shoes, I Dad. <laughs> they gave me the power of Kyrie out there on that court. I'm like, you know what? I looked down, like, keep doing it. And no lie, since he's been, since he's done, I'm like, he's been doing some phenomenal shit. Like things like I would have never not seen. What Deion Sanders say? Look good, play good. Yeah, man. Hey, man. That's a fact. He's been out there on it. So maybe so. Maybe if I put on a pair of Kyrie twos, I'll be out here breaking ankles. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, playing bad defense too. Shit, my own. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie jabs are our that was a good one. That was a good one. That that was a good one. So how y'all feel? Who's gonna take it? Man, we I'm not gonna s- answer this question. By the way, this is me asking. This. Everybody just went down. Uh, Kevin Nash just had to put his head uh, down. He, yeah, he don't want to say it. I turned the hat backwards. Uh, I want Cleveland to win so bad, but the way I, the way I look at it, man, Draymond, mm, KD, mm, Steph, mm, Clay. Mm, mm. You can't double team all of them. Damn. Someone's gonna have a big man on them, and I like their odds better. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna break it down like this. But I'm rooting for Cleveland. I want to be wrong. I'm gonna break it down like this, man. The Cavs must do when they make it to the finals because they are. Yeah. Uh, the only question is if. Golden State's going to beat Golden, uh, the Rockets or the Spurs in six or seven games. <laughs> like, they're going to win, but if they're going to win in six or seven. So when they play in the finals, hopefully, because I really want to see this, what the Cavs must do is from quarters one, two, and three, keep it within five points. And in that fourth quarter, you're going to have to bench either Kevin Love or Kyrie. Because if you notice, in the fourth quarters, when they're playing the Darren Williams and uh, the smaller lineup. Fry package. Fry package. Mm -hmm. The floor (laughs) spreads so wide open so LeBron can just, hey, you can't stop LeBron from driving. I'm going straight to the rim. And if you come off him, I'm whipping it to the corner. I got Darren that can shoot. I got Corver that's. Top in the mm-hmm. league. I but got <laughs> on the defensive end, yep. the defensive end of the court, they are locking it down. And Kevin Love and Kyrie are simply not good defenders. Period. Period. So that is my strategy. I know it sounds crazy to say, hey, we're going to put somebody that we're paying X amount of million and he's an X amount of all-star and does all these cool things with the ball. With LeBron... Could take us three out there and make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. he's that good. And I'm not even a LeBron fan, but he's that <laughs> damn good. He could take us and make, hey, man, we're in the eighth seed in the East. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see yeah. I'm out here averaging 12. <laughs> Get it. I'm throwing full court passes to you. <laughs> and Cherry picking hands. another. <laughs> Get it in his hands. Get it in his hands. Do your thing, dog. Who you he like? took booby huh? gets Who you to like? the finals. I'm probably right there with you. I, I think I think right now that that 
Golden State has so many weapons right now. It's unreal. It's mm-hmm. like they really, really said, you know what? Forget what everybody else saying. We just want to win. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And really, when you think about it, on on a level of like as an owner and as a a, a franchise, that is all that matters. All yeah. that's going to matter. Like years from now, when your great grandkids don't even care about who in the hell Steph Curry was, right? All that's going to be in the books is the numbers for that season and did they win a championship? Well, and that's that the only matter. thing to carry them on. You know, that's to me like that. Well, that's that's something I like about San Antonio. Like San Antonio, if I'm a player coming out to, to, to get into the league, right, um, I can almost hear what San Antonio's pitch is going to be. Like, come here. You may not be the superstar of the time, but your time will come. <laughs> but play inside of this system that mm-hmm. we've developed, and we will be consistent. Mm-hmm. And you will have an have opportunity. opportunity. A chance. You know, you're going to make money. We're going to make money. You're going to be part of a real legitimate dynasty. Like the the Spurs have have established a real dynasty. When one goes out, there's already two stepping up, Mm -hmm. you know, and and as it comes down. Now, that's not to say they're about to win this because, no, because there are just too many weapons on the other side. They're still a 35 YMCA team. You know. (laughs) But they still can hoop. That's the the thing. The 35 YMCA team beats you. 10 yeah. to 9, 10 to 8, because yeah. they know how to play the game. This is how yeah. good Golden State is, man. Clay Thompson only hit one shot from the field last night. Yeah. He was one for nine, bro. Wow. And they still won. That's the thing. Can the who, Cavs who, win a game where Kyrie goes one for nine? No. I don't think they and can. And they, they have enough weapons to have three guys have a, you know, less than normal night. And they still got one guy that okay, well, feed it to him. Right. I mean, because you got that. You said you said you got that one for what was it? One God, for nine. One for nine. You got that one for nine. But then he had the one night like like way back when it was like thirteen for thirteen. <laughs> my guy, I think the numbers on this was that he dribbled the ball yeah. a total of eleven times total, total, <laughs> total. But his I forgot I forget the I forget the the, the points he had, but it was staggering. Like when they yeah. said it, I, I caught it on the news. I didn't catch the game. I called on the news the next morning. I had to double take of my screen. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> impossible. That possible? <laughs> yeah. You know, catch and shoot. It was just automatic. Catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch bang, and shoot. Bang, bang, so bang. And that's just those those weapons, right? Like you said, when one isn't working, we're going to circulate out to another one. He's still a threat yeah. because what you don't want to do is just gamble that he's not going to make it. Leave him open, see what right. happens. Right. <laughs> you know? Because so, next game. <laughs> man. Well, what you said about it being a business, boy, I sure wish my Bengals would uh, get over the hump of just – it seemed like they just want ticket sales and popcorn and you in the building, but they ain't putting the product out to keep you there. Yeah, they mm. just they just selling the hey, if you're a misfit, we got a home for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down, we'll show you. We'll I show guess you the that's, right way. That's kind of been a thing for a while, right? Yeah. Like, like that's that's kind of been been a thing. I mean, but if nothing else, I mean. They're doing way better than they had been. You, know? <laughs> I mean, you, hey, you a Bengals fan? No. My high See, school years were lonely. And that's what all non-Bengals fans say, man. Y'all doing better than y'all was, though, <laughs> dog. I mean, shoot, as a Steelers fan, I get nervous when I play. I'm like, man, we actually might lose. Yeah. Hey, we going, you see what I'm saying? We're like, going to the Monday night game this year. It's on, it's on Smoke's birthday. We're going to go check that out this year. Oh, okay. So. Okay. We're going to go ahead down there and black chop and it yellow, up. Black and yellow, wait, wait, black who, and yellow. Yeah, where y'all going to sit? Oh, it's Cincinnati. Okay. Right. You're going to take that man to watch that no, game no, on his no, birthday. No. 
I'm, I'm getting <laughs> sorry, a ticket, smoke. so yeah, we we gonna, <laughs> we gonna put you front and center on the on the Bengals side. <laughs> oh man, Phil Nix, man, we definitely appreciate you falling through on the pod, man. Hey man, I thank you guys for having me for real. You yeah. know, I mean, again, I've been trying to get here, man. My bad, I just been sick. Oh no, it's, it's thanks Ohio for waiting weather. me out and not cutting me off. Like you know what, <laughs> near minefield, we good. <laughs> you know, we don't need you here, bro. Like, no, bro. right? We just we just wanted you here. We didn't need you here. You know, so no, I do appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. It's, it's man. Awesome. We definitely appreciate you stopping through. We definitely gonna get into that Linwood and uh, yeah. I, I need to get black tie ready anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that's true, man. And a lot of people miss. We we do we do a little bit of everything there. So from you know your your formal wear, your tuxedo rental. Custom suits, mm. casual clothing, street streetwear, the whole nine. Gifts, accessories, people, the whole nine. How can people get that, man? Um, come down. We're at twenty seven South St. Clair Street, right in the right in the front of the St. Clair Lofts, um, next to Twist Cup Cakery, which is shout to Kate. Mm. Right, shout mm. to Kate. You know, yeah. love having them over there. My waistline <laughs> hates me, but you know, it's delicious having them there. Um, but right, right next to them over there, and um, just come on down. You know, we're there Tuesday through Friday from. 11 to 7, and Saturdays 1 to 5. Dope, um, dope, yeah. dope. My man at the... Yeah, we gonna talk off my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't let this out Can't make this up, podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev, we out. Peace. <laughs>